On this episode of Tips on the Top Floor, we'll look at the impact of this virus on the photo industry, on this show, on my own business, and on your photography. And we'll try to find solutions to soften the blow. This is Tips on the Top Floor 897 for March the 21st, 2020. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Da, 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 da. Hey, hello, welcome. Ah, yes, I'm back, back from Ethiopia, earlier than planned. Uh, more about that later. Um, yeah, so let's see. This <laughs> this is going to be an interesting show. Um, I guess a lot of you are stuck at home in one way or the other, either of official curfew or or yourself uh, quarantining or whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that will so, so somewhat be the topic of this episode. Now, don't turn off. I know you're fed up with coronavirus information. This is not an episode about how to, uh, I don't know, how to best disinfect your camera and, and how to stay healthy. Um, again, there's plenty of information out there. Um, but yeah, I want to talk a bit about how this uh, virus influenced uh, influences photography, uh, influences this show, influences my business and your business, and uh, maybe a bit about um, what to do about that. So, uh, before we dive into that, uh, thanks, Stephen, Brian, Tony, for joining the ranks of uh, Patreon supporters. Your help is really appreciated, especially in these tough times. Um, yeah, so let's see uh no wait wait before we dig into this i know you've been probably at home for a while so there might be a case of cabin fever coming in and uh to break through that um of course here's the five minute assignment yes we're doing this as usual i do these on every episode at least the ones i've recorded in the studio and we're going by the alphabet so Today's the letter H, and the assignment is 100. And of course, uh, <laughs> I'm going to look at something, doing something that you can do indoors at home and or around the house. And the task is to concentrate on color. Yeah, that's the C, I know. The, the 100 still stands. What I mean is that uh, what I want you to do is go around your house and group things into colors. And you don't stop until you've taken a hundred photos. Like try to find lots of green things. Then go around and try to find lots of red things and orange things and so on. And uh, make sure they feature prominently in your photos. I mean, you, you might have to go around them to find the best angle with the best light. And you get bonus points for shooting things in a way that the background doesn't distract or isn't too colorful. So if, you, if your subject is a red tomato, then try to not have a distracting color in the background. So try, try to be as monochromatic as you can. And uh, then a, I think a good way to present them is to put them in a, in a mosaic or in a, in a diptych or triptych. Group them, group them. And even cooler, and you you can now you have a palette of colors in your library, and you can now group them not just sorted by color, like in an order to make a color gradient kind of thing, but you can also 
juxtapose complementary colors, something red next to something green or something blue next to something yellow. And uh, again, once you have all those colors photographed, you can, you can use and combine them in any way you like. That's uh, all down to your imagination. And you should have a lot of time for imagination right now. And you get extra bonus points for... By the way, these points, of course, don't count. I'm not really giving you points. But you can give yourself extra bonus points for printing them out, hanging them up on the fridge. Um, so much easier to combine and sort and do stuff with the photos this way. And uh, here is how you join. There is the five-minute assignment channel on the TFTTF Slack, which now is now more important than ever the TFTTF Slack as a as a focus point, a condensation point of you out there. And and you can also post your photos, of course, to your favorite social media. The official hashtag is five minute assignment. That's the number five minute assignment, one word. Uh, so yeah, let us see what you can come up with. And uh, use the Slack to discuss, to compare, to get inspiration from others, or simply to hang out with other listeners. And again, the official hashtag is hashtag five minute assignment. I'm looking forward to what you can what you can come up with. <laughs> ah, so yeah, um, why am I here in the studio? What on earth is going on? Well. For the most part, our tour um, of our tour, Ethiopia tour, the, the country, Ethiopia, they officially only had one confirmed case of the coronavirus. And I'm recording this on the 21st of March 2020. So uh, even now, the numbers are fairly low in Africa. And... Uh, the measures that were really good when coming into the country. They did a check of temperature of everyone. They uh, had an extensive questionnaire to make sure they know where you want to go and who you are with and how to reach you. And it makes perfect sense. In a case like this where you might have to trace someone back to their contacts, that is a good thing. What Even what airline you came in with, what flight number and what seat you were sitting on. So they were trying to get this information um, directly from you. And and while it's Africa, and there's certainly a number of non, not discovered cases, there are a few more now, um, from what I sensed, and especially after Ebola, they seem to be prepared quite well with, with good pandemic plans in place, um, the checks at the borders, even, <laughs> even isolation measures already there. Um, and that happened to one of our participants on the tour. He, when he came in, well, he was in Ethiopia before, like he had been there for a week before the rest of the group arrived. He was traveling on his own in the north. And uh, when he flew back into Addis Ababa, he, uh, his temperature test, they do like a like an infrared thermometer test on your forehead, and that went a bit too high. So slightly raised temperature, not too much, but kind of over a threshold that they set. And um they he got he got isolated for a day they administered two like separate covid-19 tests on him which they had available and those turned out negative and the temperature was back down so uh, they assumed it was only an, a temporary thing and they allowed him to continue the journey so overall we felt pretty safe in ethiopia 
especially down south, um, which where we went, that doesn't have a lot of tourism this time of year. So it was it was kind of like yeah, like paradise, you know, the whole world is on fire, and Ethiopia is kind of the safe haven. Uh, to the point, <laughs> the the news had uh, there were news about thirty one Italians and. If you follow the news, you know that Italy is in pretty bad shape right now. Um, there were 21, uh, 31, 35, maybe 35 Italians who had been traveling in Ethiopia. And when they when their visa came to an end, they refused to go home. They, they asked for... Uh, there were refugees in Ethiopia. European refugees in Africa, which, again, is a, is a bit of an irony in that... Um, But then, of course, I mean, things back home developed rather quickly, um, as is to be expected when something moves at an exponential trajectory, which, um, yeah, it, exponential growth is is hard to grasp because it doesn't move, it doesn't seem to move for a long time and then it explodes within a very short time. And uh, we are still at the beginning of that from my feeling so again on the morning of the 17th we finally then got the warning an official warning from the german embassy they pretty much told us get out move your flights get get your flights earlier get your flights out um because travel restrictions in europe uh, germany locked the borders for all tourism which doesn't mean germans can't come home but it certainly complicates things um flights home would become more difficult I mean, Lufthansa reduced their international flights by 80%. So they were only doing 20% of the flights. And again, morning of the 17th, the Lufthansa flight, the, the, the last Lufthansa flight would be on the evening of the 17th. And we were still in the south of Ethiopia. So we had, <laughs> we had a bit of a struggle to rebook our flights home. And luckily, our local operator, Mamaru, uh, he is just the most amazing human being he managed to rebook our flights from the south back to addis for that same afternoon so uh on the morning of the 17th we had a crisis meeting and uh in the afternoon we were on a flight back to addis which again is just uh, uh was cool was great and uh, but then different airlines have different possibilities for rebooking and of course lots of people wanted out and back to their home countries so um, that meant that not the entire group could get out of Ethiopia all at the same time. In fact, the last batch of the group members will leave today, as I'm recording this, on Saturday the 21st. They have their boarding passes, so uh, they have been rebooked on... They came in on Ethiopian Airlines, and they had to be rebooked on the 21st because the other the earlier flights were all booked solid. So... Um, Yeah, so that they, I've been in contact with them, <laughs> daily contact with them, just to check up on them. They uh, they use the additional days to do more exploring around Addis, some hikes, uh, drive to a crater lake. Um, they they're good. They're doing good. They're doing good. Um, and for me, it was back on the 17th, right? I got I got I managed to reschedule my flight to the 20th. Um, which is yesterday from when I'm recording this. Um, but then they also 
without even me asking. They put me on a waiting list seat for the 17th, for that same day. The flight leaves at 11.50 p.m., 10 minutes to midnight. And uh, again, that was the last Lufthansa machine that left Ethiopia. The one they rebooked me to would have been the Ethiopian Airlines machine. Um, And I tried to call them back and just make sure that that what I saw in my online data was the right thing, and they, uh, but the, the phone lines were down. Uh, they had a they had a phone disconnect. I mean, technical disconnect. It's Ethiopia, and sometimes the phone lines aren't that stable. So anyway, a couple of hours later, I I had this little Wi-Fi hotspot, you know, which I could get some data through, not a lot, but enough to check on the flight details. And a couple of hours later, um, that switched from waiting list to confirmed. So that seat was approved uh, on that same day. So I was I, I flew out on the 17th, 10 minutes to midnight, on the last Lufthansa machine, which was a conclusion to a really crazy day. And uh and of course I'm 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 I was and I'm still very torn about this because on the one hand I knew I'd have to get home and I wanted to be home with Monica who is now in home office. Um for the foreseeable future. And on the other hand, I was kind of leaving the rest of the group of the group in Ethiopia, and that felt very strange. And of course, it this is not like the sinking ship situation. It's it's just a flight delay of a few days. And the German government has has now set up a program to make sure they fly German tourists out of other countries. So that together with like regularly checking on the group, um I left them the hotspot, I have this, again, this little Wi-Fi hotspot with a 3G network SIM card in it. So I left that with them so they had uh, they could be online all the time and uh, checked on them and checked on their flights to, to make sure that was still scheduled. And that gives me, that gave me some rest. Um, and after all this is over, <laughs> we'll definitely try to come together here at the Viewfinder Villa and spend, so spend a weekend with photography and stories and things. Uh yeah. So I'm here. I've been rec- I've been here since the the 18th, the morning of the 18th. Um getting here from Frankfurt Airport to Hanover was another adventure uh because I could just hop on a train, I had to rent a car. Um and driving for several hours, 4 hours after not having having had too much sleep on the plane. Anyway, anyway, I'm here. I'm recording in the studio again, and uh, I sure hope you're all doing well. Um, if you have, if you've had a a journey cancelled or cut short, let me know. Let me know your story. And uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, Ethiopia is um, is in the past. Uh, the upcoming Bhutan tour that would have started like a week after the Ethiopia tour. Um, I've uh, decided to postpone that by one year. So the official, well, we're still working with the organizer on an official date. I think it will be a few months until we can really look at that. But it's around the same time next year. And I'm, I'm very grateful that everyone who was booked on that, I mean, the, everyone is still booked on that. And um, they have all agreed to to hold on to the to the booking and wait till next year um so from this perspective from from the perspective of the 21st of march 2020 um it looks like it's definitely uh definitely in the books that we just 
postpone this by one year. And thanks, thanks for thanks to those of you who have booked uh, for for hanging in there. I mean, we all kind of know how how things are going right now. There's no <laughs> everything is in, in flow right now. Um, what that also means is that um, you can get on that tour if you want to. 2021 uh, around uh, early April. That's the plan right now. So if you want to join us, it's a it's a small group at this point, but um, it's a very special tour because we're going to cross Bhutan all the way through. No one does that. No other tourists do that. So we'll come into Paro and then cross it and come out into India on the other side and take a flight from there to Delhi and then do an extension, an optional extension to the Taj Mahal. So my assumption right now is that that will be possible again in a year from now and that will that it will be safe in a year from now <sighs> so what's the impact of all this um impact on tips from the top floor uh on the show itself um uh, was trying to bring you a few slices from ethiopia same way i did from siberia which worked out really well but that didn't turn out as planned for for several reasons the first is that uh again i had this wi-fi hotspot with a 3g SIM card with a few gigabytes on it, uh, but that was, yeah, the network in Ethiopia isn't always that good. I mean, text messages, uh, the odd image, photo post um, to Twitter, that kind of stuff, that those went through, but audio is just too big for it, so it didn't work. It was more like edge speed, and even the photos I posted, if you look through the photos I posted uh, from Ethiopia... I s- <laughs> I'm a nerd, so I went into this iOS shortcut system. I made a shortcut that would downsize and compress the the photos that I wanted to post before it would put them on Twitter or on, on other social media. So all you see there is reduced in size and uh, physical size, like pixel size, but also file size pictures so they would go go through so that was quite <laughs> that was it was a bit of uh I mean, that's just what i do right <laughs> um then the tour itself was quite involved and and last but not least you know i mean we're all grown-ups so coming to that tour i mean we did that when the corona thing wasn't as bad yet but we all knew that it could change quickly so there was always this kind of an underlying stress factor of uh finding out what was going on back home and how that would influence our tour so i in short as much as i wished it would have worked uh, there's just no slice from ethiopia so uh but now now i'm back um impact on the villa workshops here in germany we have these villa workshops which are in german in the viewfinder villa here in our house we have a big big living room which then turns into the seminar room and uh uh the next one would be on the 16th of may large format photography that one will definitely not happen so we are um canceling that uh, paying back whatever has been paid so far um but we'll decide individually for each of the workshops just because it's it's impossible to know how long this will go and what impact it will have. So um, there's always the danger of <laughs> not running any of those this year. But um, the next one is end of June. And I 
have uh, I will decide 50 days in advance of these workshops, which leaves enough time to act for everyone. So 50 days in advance um, uh, for the one on the 20th of June, which is a light workshop, light-themed workshop. And the same is true for the later ones in July and September and November. Uh, those will all be decided 50 days in advance. Um Impact on our annual Abbey workshop, again, mostly of interest for the German-speaking listeners, but I know that <laughs> some of you out there listen, and I know that uh, that um, the, the whole thing of, about the Abbey workshops is one of these favorite things once a year, five days, with a whole bunch of uh, photo nerds and geeks and a lot of playful photography, a lot of learning from each other um but the abbey which is an educational center in the south of germany they have like a lot of different workshops and things um they have closed door they had to official uh official re request uh, they had to close the door until april the 18th after which they will decide how to proceed so it's their um decision pretty much but of course we'll do that together and uh for now it's the best bet is to stay signed up for that because if you cancel now, there will be a small cancellation fee. If they cancel, then that fee will, I think, not apply. So, yeah. Um, let's look at the impact on the photo industry and the photo business because, <laughs> yeah, there is an impact. Um, I've come across an article on SLR Lounge that I've uh, used as a basis for this, so... Um, let's see jobs yeah the all the all the freelancers um are going to have a hard time um wedding photographers portrait photographers senior portraits that kind of stuff uh now not much of that going on anymore i've read uh, of um photographers who have had the next 3 months of gigs canceled by clients and uh, that's i mean it's the sensible thing to do, right? Social distancing also means less uh, contact from a work point of view. Um, sales, camera sales are... <laughs> the, the camera sales, especially the bigger cameras, haven't done that well anyway, but um, that's that's moving... That's going lower, even lower now. Um, and of course, I mean, the reason of that is that people now are worried about their financial future, so... Um, they <laughs> they'll spend more money on toilet paper and other things. Um, so yeah, Nikon D6 is delayed. Canon R5, I, I've seen rumors that that will be delayed, even though I don't think they even had an official date yet. But yeah, that's probably not. Uh, my guess is it's not going to happen this year. Um, trade shows are being cancelled. I mean, the photography show in the UK has been cancelled. Photokina, they held on to this whole thing for a while, but then they cancelled finally, uh, with the next date being in 2022. Yeah, the next one is in two years. Um, of course, it, you will, if you're a photographer, yet there will be photo shoots because in some cases it will, might be necessary to take photos and of course that means a different behavior um wearing masks disinfecting your hands uh, if you if you have someone you need to pose don't touch them <laughs> just verbal in, improve your verbal skills um put 
put your attention on what you touch and uh, um, th this whole thing is changing photography definitely going to change photography that involve people because you have to be much more cautious of things so th your mind will not be on the photography all the time it will be on other things too which yeah again changes photography um, and this list is not complete by far so I would uh, I would love your input. What does that mean for your photography? If you're a professional, if you're an amateur, it doesn't matter. How does that change your photography? Or have you even thought about this yet? Because you probably thought about other things like getting supplies for a few weeks and that kind of stuff. Now what can we do? Um, <clears throat> use the time. That's one of the biggest things that I've heard from several size and that kind of feels right use the time if you are on lockdown um yes you might be working from home you might be doing home office but uh, if you're back home that means you will have at least uh, some additional time that you don't use for your commute so in the morning in the evening you might have an additional 30 minutes one hour two hours depending on how long you commute that time is valuable time because you want to be set up well for the time after the virus and uh that that time will come i mean this thing will be over at one point or at least it will be at a at a in a state where it's manageable where we have an where we have a vaccine where we have a way to treat it so um it will lose its its uh its fear factor and become normality and uh but then after that time you want to be ready right you want to be able to pick up the pieces and, and run again and um of course one thing you can do is practice 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 and that i mean back home you can still do tabletop photography studio photography you can shoot in your garden you can do macro photography depending on where you live you might even be able to do landscape photography from your backyard You can learn to play with light. Um, that's right around your house. There's a lot of available light or artificial light in a smaller context, in a tabletop context. You don't even need expensive lights. You can use your your your, your desk lamp for that. And uh, if you need a diffuser, you can use some tissue paper. There's a good chance you have a lot of toilet paper at home right now. So use some of that for diffusion. Um, you can pretty up, uh, pretty up your website. Yeah, a photographer should have their own website i'm not talking about facebook i'm not talking about instagram no your own website because if you rely on those platforms that at one point they won't be there and then you're out of a website so have you have a website work on that uh, invest some time and research into seo search engine optimization to make sure that you can be found by the right keywords so if you offer i don't know if you offer um portrait photography in tennessee then you might want to be found under those keywords portrait photography tennessee right so there's uh there's work to do um this is also the time to work on your photos to catch up on the tagging on the rating on the sorting um and and of course work on that mountain of yet to be worked on photos because everyone has those Everybody has those, and now is the time to do that. Sit down, maybe look into the one hour one thousand pics dot com uh, ebook that I wrote, which is free, that helps you um, go through those photos quickly. 
Work on your portfolio. <laughs> yes. I, when I look back, you know, at the at one point I put a portfolio online. And I'm not managing this all the time. So there's old stuff in there that I now look look at and go, mm, no, I've changed. My style has changed. My um, The quality of my photography has changed. The, the storytelling has changed. There are certainly some pictures that don't really belong there anymore. Um, I'm still proud of everything I've done, but it's not my best work anymore. So... Um, I'll take that out. I've looked through my current photography and decide, okay, is this portfolio material? It's my, by the way, that's why I use the one hour, 1000 pix workflow because that's my five star pictures. There's not many of them, but that's what I consider my best photos. So look through your five star pictures if, you, if you're working by that method and uh, make sure you are honest or let someone else look at them. And if they don't go, wow, then it might not be a portfolio picture. Um, yeah. So work on that. Brush it up. Um, do some online classes. There's stuff out there, to tutorials and stuff you can pay for and stuff that's free um, that lets you learn. And uh, this is the time for it. Also, if you've been looking at, if you've been eyeballing that tool that you never had time to really check out that might make your work simpler. Maybe this is the time to research new tools and test them and get acquainted with them and learn some new keyboard shortcuts. Um, I'm, for example, I've been looking at some pre-processing tools for Lightroom because Lightroom on the Mac, I mean, it's just slow with the size of the pictures these days and the, and the, and the hardware, whatever restrictions. I'm pretty sure Lightroom could also use some more Streamline programming. There's lots of stuff that could be so much faster, including reviewing photos, just switching from one photo to the other. So there's software out there to allow you to do this outside of Lightroom. So you can quickly browse raw files and quickly tag them and make them and then import that whole thing into Lightroom with all the tags already in there, uh, which is a good way to save some time. So and I'm and I'm and I've not yet come to a conclusion which tool. Otherwise, I would tell you. And if you have a suggestion on the Mac, what tool to use to pre-process your pictures before you in, insert them into Lightroom or ingest them into Lightroom, then I'm all ears. So let me know. Um, yeah. So use the time. Use the time. And uh, okay, one more. <coughs> This is not, this is not a corona cough. Um, one more uh, things where the virus has an impact is on freelancers like myself. I mean, we're being really affected, and this might be the downfall for a lot of artists. I mean, there's already restaurants and places that are definitely going to going to have to shut down permanently because they cannot survive. Uh, even like a month of no business. Um, but yeah, artists, they many of them depend on gigs. I mean, be it as a musician on stage um, or as a wedding photographer or as a commercial photographer, as someone who holds workshops or does photo tours, <laughs> this will affect us all, but some will be affected more than others. And uh, I mean, all, we already see gigs getting canceled left and right. And, and many of us don't have a very big financial cover. 
So this is a time where I think we need solidarity. We need uh, the support. We need support to support those who need it. Um, that could be as simple as as not requesting a refund for for a concert ticket that you've already paid for. Um, we we had this situation here. There's two concerts that Monica and I wanted to go to, and uh, they both got cancelled. And they all, we we got offered a refund, and we didn't take it. So if you can afford it, just consider that loss as a donation to the artist, because that's what it is. Um, again, many restaurants will go out of business over this. Um, so if you're, I don't know, if your favorite corner cafe is in danger and you can afford, just give them some money. There's, yeah, because <laughs> that's what they need. They need to pay their rent. They have fixed costs every month, but no customers anymore in many places here restaurants aren't allowed to be open they might be able to do deliveries i think here in the hanover area the deliveries are okay but uh you cannot have a restaurant open and people inside so yeah um many professionals depend on bookings that are now being canceled left and right and a lot of and a lot of the artists that you like have have ways to support them either by they will sell you products, virtual products, or you could you could donate them on platforms like Patreon and so on. So if you can afford it, uh, let us all try to keep your favorite artists going over the next few months. What is next? What will change here in the Viewfinder Villa? That's a question I've received a few times. And there are several things that will change. And uh, at the same time, not too much will change. And uh, there, okay. For, there's, for example, there's our, our lifestyle because um, Monica and I we've been really becoming quite self-sufficient over the last years. Um, we have a pretty pretty good together. We have a pretty good combined zombie ap- apocalypse skill set. Now, let's say that ten times quickly. Zombie apocalypse skill set. Um, we can we can cook. We can, we can bake bread and stuff we can make soap <laughs> very helpful in, in times where you need to wash your hands a lot uh, monica is good at working with wool and other fibers and, and cloth and stuff sewing and spinning and so on we can make yogurt uh we can keep computers and networks running <laughs> at least in the house uh, we can make sauerkraut we can write we can podcast so from that perspective, that's all very the indoorsy things, right? Uh, so from that perspective, I think we'll we're fit enough to not starve and to keep life going without getting too bored. But then, of course, on the other hand, there's there's the financial side, and that is the one that worries me a bit more because part of my income depends on our local photo workshops. We do these what we call villa workshops. And uh, then there's photo tours, which I mean, looking at it today um, on March the 21st, the worst case is that I won't be able to do a single one of those villa workshops and photo tours for the rest of this year. I, I hope it's not going to be that bad, but um, but even if the virus gets more manageable through, yeah, again, finding a vaccine or a good treatment for COVID-19, um, there, it, we don't really know when this is going to happen it will happen but it, we don't know when 
Um, that will still have affected so many of you out there and your finances. And things like photo workshops and photo tours and new cameras and all the luxury stuff, that's among the first things to get slashed from the list when the finances are tight. So I don't really have any illusions about being able to pick up things right after this is over. Um, I will try my best. I'll try my best with good judgment and without endangering anyone. But yeah, the effects of this will be here for us, uh, for all of us and for years to come. That's my gut feeling right now. And on top of that, um, you know, the loss of my sponsorships in December, that just adds up to the financial cut here. So I'm um, looking at ways to soften the blow and one sort of obvious way right now, I mean, everyone's going home office and everyone's going video conferencing. Uh, so I was looking at turning some of those local workshops, the villa workshops into live video workshops. And those villa workshops were in German mostly, um, only, I think. And I, of course, could do some of those in English. So that's my first idea. What I'm not too sure about is if that's even something that you would be in interested in. Uh, I mean, as simply have to focus my energies at this point so i need to kind of know what if that's even something that i should focus my energies on so i will need your input on that you uh, you might know if if you if you'd like to do something like that and uh that could help me stay afloat if that's something viable um i will of course, also adapt tips from the top floor for a while to to include more like <laughs> indoorsy stuff, right? And I would also like to get some input on that from all of you out there. So I did already ask the patrons the other day. And some of the inputs are um, perhaps a week-long daily personal photo challenge. Yep, that sounds good. Um, and uh, I would love a revisit of your workflow, the one hour, 1,000 picks. And any updates or changes you have personally made. That is definitely in the books. That one was uh, in the pipeline anyway, because um, it's, it's a few years old. And while it's still valid, it has changed at least slightly. So I'll do my best to, to deliver that. Still thinking about the form, maybe as a video workshop of sorts. So yeah, uh, let me know what you think about that. And then I got this voicemail from Leslie. Hi, Chris. This is Leslie. You asked for suggestions of what could be done during the coronavirus time. Um, unfortunately, I'm one of the people who've been exposed and I've been in my bedroom now for seven days. So what I've been doing is going through Lightroom and deleting pictures, photos. So I've been cleaning it up. I've been trying to do some editing, watching videos to um, to increase my Lightroom skills. I guess that's a good way to say it. Also, it's okay to go outside. So I went outside and I took some cool pictures of some of the birds that are in the trees in my area. Um, so that's my suggestion. That's great. Thank you, Leslie. So yeah, clean up. <laughs> do, do your do your due diligence with Lightroom. Delete your photos, clean libraries, um, watch videos to up your skills, go outside if you if you are allowed to go outside. 
uh, there's definitely some cool pictures to be had everywhere. So, Leslie, you're doing the right thing. I mean, uh, don't let that quarantine bog you down, right? Go out, shoot, and use the time you've got to clean your library, sort photos, brush up on your skills. So, yeah, definitely the good one. Um, there's more feedback from the Slack, because I also asked the Slack, and maybe Buggy wrote, maybe that's one topic to go for what you can do to make interesting photos in your home. This is related to tips from the top floor. Um, like playing with shadows, creating some light box to photograph things, making experiments with candles, water, uh, find unusual angles to look at your home. So maybe buggy, that is, uh, awesome stuff. Woody wrote, I've been trying to take a picture as, uh, a day, a, a picture a day as a challenge in different conditions, locations, subjects, etc. Yep. Very good. And Dave wrote a suggestion for a task to get on with. How about tidying up or implementing Lightroom keywords? I keyword my photos and I use hierarchies such as animal, mammal, lion, or Europe, United Kingdom, England to make it quicker, but managing the keywords is unwieldy. Adobe do not seem to have put any development into improving keyword management. Does anyone have any tips on how to tidy up keywords that are in use? I... <laughs> I would appreciate an answer on that one too, to be honest, because I find Lightroom's keyword management to be lacking. And that's uh, that's putting it mildly. I have, um, the way I use keywords in Lightroom is uh, that I will typically include the name of the event. If that's a photo workshop, I'll write workshop and comma Ethiopia, comma tour. And um, yeah, I, I'm not over Uh, over keywording things but then i'm also not a stock photographer who might need lots of keywords like tree comma sky comma blue comma clouds comma people comma men comma women comma well i don't know i mean you can go as detailed as you want so yeah lightroom isn't very helpful in that respect so yeah if you know a better way to clean up your keywords to tidy it up uh let us know send in a voicemail voice at tftdf.com Uh, and then, the, the, you know, there's another thing about the Slack. The discussion in this in the TFTTF Slack turned uh, to discussing, discussing each other's situation, which is, you know, yet another great way to keep your sanity by keeping contact with others about things that you're interested in or that that bother you. Um, so if, if you're not on the TFTTF Slack just yet, which is free, by the way, uh, this is the right time to do it. And if it's only to chat with some other photographers who also listen to tips from the top floor, that connection in this community can go a long way um, if you're getting a case of the cabin fever, if you're depressed about what's going on. Someone will be there to listen and to help you through it. That's what this community is for. And this is a wonderful community and I love the respectful interactions here on the Slack. I really love it and makes me happy to see that people are, are using it for not just photography. So please use the Slack to discuss, to suggest things for the show, to let everyone know what, what you're doing photographically back home. Use it to exchange, use it to vent, or simply hang out there and lurk in the background and just read what the others are writing. It's all okay. And I'm happy about any of you saying hi on the Slack. You can Reach me directly there. I'm I'm Chris Mockward there. 
I should be easy to find. All right, that was it for this week. Again, let me know what you do in terms of photography to avoid cabin fever. Let me know what you think about some live video workshops to help me kind of prop up my income. And let me know what you'd like to see on Tips from the Top Floor to help you not go crazy while sitting at home. Send your voicemails and emails to voice at tfttf.com. Again, that's voice at tfttf.com. Thank you. I remember Of course, the biggest thank you goes out to all you wonderful, amazing people who support this show on Patreon or via SEPA transfers and through other means. You're the best. And uh, if you're not among the wonderful people who do that, you can find all ways of supporting the show financially or not financially on tfttf.com slash support. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, sound partner, and HP Kagerud. Publishing and Slack challenges by Release Pixie, Matt Rafsitar Armstead. Slack invitations by Chief Invitation Officer, CIO Rusty Russ. And the link to get on the Slack is in the show notes or just type it in tfttf.com slash yslack, W-H-Y-S-L-A-C-K. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Now, take amazing photos. Go out if, you, if you're allowed to. If not, take them at home. Share them with the world. Be nice to each other. Be safe and healthy. And happy shooting.